Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we invent a brand new film for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite, as always. Our writer, Kyle Decker, who is the Holmesian Scholar Consultant on Holmes and Watson. Our director, Jacob Golliver, who is the Chief Architect on Escape Room. And our producer, Ian Nystrom, who was in charge of keeping Michael Bay off the set of Bumblebee. Y'all ready for this? Your prompt is, the theme of the story is lighthearted horror. The main character is a misunderstood gambler. The start of the story is longing. The end of the story is compromise. All right, so this is uh, pretty straightforward. So I, I luckily, uh, I didn't get paid in money uh, on my last last gig, but I did get paid in the rights to uh, Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Or not The Gambler, uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I'm literally going to write the script about the fiddle duel. It's going to be a lighthearted horror who doesn't like, you know. So I'm going to write about a, a gambler who is a fiddle player. The sad part is, is he's lost the wedding ring of his wife. Who He's a, he's a widower, but he's also a fantastic gambler slash fiddle player. At the crossroads where he meets the devil, the devil says, you know, I can make a deal with you. I can get you your wife's ring back, but you got to beat me in a fiddle contest. And then, you know, that's the big third act thing. And the, the rest of the story, you know, we'll set up the first act with him, you know, playing his fiddle in gambling halls and stuff. Like, I, I want this to be kind of a period piece, kind of old west. One piece of old west period piece. So he'll be he'll be going to various towns gambling hall making money playing his fiddle because he's really good at it but then gambling his money away and then eventually he has a real rough streak there's alcohol involved and everything he's he's a gritty fellow and uh other people try and help him along the way namely this uh precocious orphan who he meets in one of the towns who follows him he, he may not talk and and this orphan doesn't talk or anything but he follows he follows the gambler at a distance all the time and smiles because he really likes the the gambler's fiddle plan it's very cute you know and, and eventually between the confidence earned from defeating the devil and the kid really liking the music the guy cleans up his act stop gambling and the, and the final scene will be him playing in a uh, big grand music hall in uh in San Francisco, you know, grand ballroom kind of thing in front of a huge audience. Everyone's wearing, you know, tuxedos and everything. He has this grand moment. It'll be lighthearted horror because hopefully we can go all out on how terrifying the devil is. And maybe the devil fiddle playing showdown can be like he gets transported in hell and he has to do it in hell. And the only person that goes with him to cheer him on is the orphan. And meanwhile, the demons and all are jeering and stuff. We have a real cool thing. And that'll be like the horror element. Otherwise, it would be this great character study of our fiddle player. I think think he should be called kenny as a nod and and we'll even have kenny rogers like all right he can be a cameo as like one of the bartenders or gamblers in the old west towns and yeah does this have a title uh it's called the devil goes down all right so jacob you get the script for the devil goes down is played in morse code in fiddle it's a very long time but you're eventually able to transcribe it into a readable script so how are you going to make this into a film 
Oh, I'm sorry. We can do it. The devil went down. How about that? Does that make you guys feel better? It's less sexual than not in the slightest. It's it's just untenable as a title. I'm, I'm going to need a different one for that. Because really, that just makes it past tense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally the name of the song. I, I understand, but you got to say the whole thing. But but it takes place in the West, not Georgia, so we can't. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> different geography. Title. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the overall premise of this thing. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time building interesting shapes with my, my work on Escape Room, and I am interested to see how this this film fits into the sort of genre that you, you've established here. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. I have an idea for The Gambler being uh, Tyler Levine, who I also worked with on uh, Escape Room. He was great. The Orphan, I, I'm thinking uh, Andy Serkis's son, Lewis, who was just in The Kid Who Would Be King. Uh, not bad at all, not bad at all. I'm certainly no, no Andrew himself but he's he's pretty good. I'm really seeing sort of almost like a stream of consciousness storytelling for this where it's sort of like the scenes flow into each other. They're a little more like, you know, tall tale, whimsy sort of thing. And the editing style is going to be just like really flowing and we're going to try a few like experimental cutting styles to to try and make it visually memorable in that sense. In the way that, you know, sort of the, the legends and fairy tales often are. Try and give a visual representation for that. Making use some of the, the transition in uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs as a kind of inspiration for that sort of thing. Beyond that, is the devil part of this story? Is the devil in this? Well, yeah. It's a, and also, I, I, it's not Kenny Rogers. It's Charlie Daniels' band. I had a thing. But yeah, yeah. I, bought, I got the rights anyway. That's why I couldn't get the rights to The Gambler, because it's Kenny Rogers. And yeah. Anyway, yeah, the devil has to be in this. That's the big scene. He has to have a fiddle duel, because they have the rights to the song, so we have to use it. Okay. I think in like a genre nod uh, to, to some other comedians who do devil battle type of stuff... I think I would like to to cast Jack Black as our devil, and we'll make him and Tyler Rabin just like doing goofy facial expressions of each other while playing instruments. I think will be just cinema brilliance. I don't think that there's there's any other thing that I would like to watch after that. I think it's just watching that on repeat. So I'm gonna do that, and we're gonna give Jack like some some makeup that goes around his face, but not like on his primary face section. So he'll have like some horns and like some accents coming off the chin and stuff. But we're gonna leave his whole face exposed in that way and then you know i I do want to focus on the the gambler and the kid a little bit too and give them a little bit more time but i want all of their interactions to be whimsical there's i'm imagining like a scene with like a talking animal that they meet and it's just like they interact with it normally and whatever but that's sort of a thing you know stick with that tone all right so ian so you get all the production stills for still titled the devil goes down and so how are you gonna you know, you want to sign a budget. How, how are you liking the direction? Well, we've got some uh, very legitimate investors that have taken a strong interest in this title. We've got a large manila envelope that is brimming with cash from these said legitimate investors. I'm legally obligated to not tell you who they are, but you might get some hints in via the notes that we've got for you here. First of all, Fiddle Duel. Our notes here say that we are going to be changing this instrument to a balalaika. This is, of course, as we all know, a staple of Russian folk music and surprisingly has been pulling very well with our demographics. What demographics are that? I would like you to enlighten me. In lieu of these polling graphics, let me give you this large envelope of cash. And uh, Charlie's Daniels band is weeping somewhere right now. You know, I'm sure he could play the balalaika, but that's okay because he doesn't need to play the balalaika because we've been instructed to get 
a prominent Russian folk singer into this role. Part of what we're going for here in this in the script treatment, because they're they're saying our investors are saying we need some some purpose driving the narrative. So what we want to see here is basically the quote unquote devil in this is really going to be the evils of capitalism. <laughs> Everything that our poor folk singer is going through on this fiddle duel, the things that he has to go through are going to be basically uh, nods to how the system has really been getting him down. At least these are the notes that I'm getting from our studio in there. And again, just let me let me slide these briefcases over. How does a studio care about capital? Like, they are capitalists. Uh, to, to be, this makes no sense. See, what they care about is these large unmarked briefcases that have been arriving and that's that's really where they're at right now play up the folk music angle that's important again a lot of money for that angle and that is what we need to push do you have a budget for this film 150 million um, this, this is mostly in bribes though okay so the still on, titled on the books maybe 60 million so the still titled The Devil Goes Down returns yeah. to its source. Uh, there have been some big changes from the studio. You've lost your fiddle, and the devil now represents capitalism. Um, yeah, so I, I got some changes to fix. So uh, we should set this in, in Russia, in like late czarist Russia. So that's, you know, that's the, the metaphor with capitalism and everything working, screwing people up. That's great. We can pull in some folklore and everything, and then the instrument thing won't, and then it'll just be a cover and an honor to Charlie Daniels band and people won't be too mad. I'm going to also be credited as Ivor Slavinsky, so people think a Russian wrote this, and also it won't take my career down, as I take my two briefcases full of cash and, and you know, don't report it to the WGA uh, and work on just do a couple episodes of television to keep my insurance and I'll be good. There's always a law and order thing that needs a quick script written, and, and yeah, I don't mind being a mercenary. Those will be the big changes made. I'll make sure, since he's a folk musician, we should let him do his own arrangement of the devil went down and maybe get rid of the lyrics and just have it be a full musical thing because he's he's a whatever the fuck that instrument was player not a vocalist and yeah whatever you said we can cast the same actors that's not my business but i'll set it in russia and we'll change it to uh the tears of greed that's the title okay i'm done all right so jacob the tears of greed comes to you and, you know, the new script is brought to you not by a government-sanctioned mailing service, but by the hard work of um, workers just carrying it from one to the other until they bring it to you. Your location is completely changed. You still got Jack Black as the devil, though, if that's what you want. So how are you going to make this new direction work? Well, you know, I tried to make, you know, a few more changes after we were kind of moving to the Russian angle. I was kind of, you know, moving against that. Then I realized that I could not reach my mouse on the computer through this big wall of cash that's sitting on my desk. And so I, you know, I finally figured out just, you know, if I resist a little bit, but not too much, then I'm going to get a little bit more out of this. And I think that's the the real lesson here that, you know, capitalism is bad for other people, but not for me. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take these. So I have, I've recast our, our main leads with uh, a Russian actor named Alexander Bukharov, most famous for 2006's Wolfhound, which you should check out if you haven't checked out. And the little kid I'm still going to keep as uh, Andy Serkis's son. I think he's, he's going to be great. The Devil I am replacing with Ray Wise. 
Ray Wise is, he can look like the atypical, you know, businessman type devil. We'll make him more like a, you know, suited devil character. Uh, In fact, he has actually played the devil twice before, so I think he will be uh, iconically appropriate for that role. I still want to keep the sort of, like, whimsical nature and, like, the, the weird edits and stuff like that, but I will lean more into, like, their encountering of witches or, like, you know, nature spirits and stuff like that, like you would see in more Slavic folklore. We'll have a, an interaction with, you know, like, some, some Slavic deific figures that are, you know, maybe they own a a bar or something like that. Just make it a little more in tune with the the specific style that I've been given. And then last but not least, I think I will not distance myself from this project, but busy myself with a lot of activities. So if people hate it, I can I can say later, oh well I was really working on all this other stuff and they you know they kinda did all they kinda did most of the work. So I will make preparations in case this goes downhill very, very badly, very, very quickly. I will work on it. I will do what they're what they're telling me to, and I'll have this big wall of cash that is is just great. And then I'm gonna open up my own little studio, and I'm gonna make weird movies, and it's gonna be great. Okay, so Ian. Uh, also, please change that title again. So Ian, you're the last vanguard of the Tears of Greed, with a note from your director saying, "Please change that title again." You have three minutes until this film goes out the door. So what you gonna do? Okay, well, last minute notes from again our very, very legitimate investors. They've been telling me that they actually, for again, legal and contractual reasons, we're we're actually going to be scrubbing the term Russia from the script. That's not to say it's not going to be uh, dripping with pro-sentiment for said country. It's just they don't want it to actually say Russia anywhere in the script. So they've been advising that we place this in, say, a quasi-unplaceable, mythic, perhaps even surrealist sort of world that is not particular here or there, but just kind of wherever. That may or may not be America. It may or may not be that other place that is giving us cash. That's not really the point. Also, they've asked me to put some notes in on one final script treatment, and that is the inclusion of several smaller devils. They want to make sure that we have, as antagonists in this film, green-uniformed soldiers, pants-suited older women, and also they have this in italics, the gnomes, and that is all. Well, as producer, would you like to specify where they have to put that? Well, these these are all villains. These are part. These are lesser devils that our protagonists will be running into on. I mean, the movie's on, going out the door, so like I said, tell final, me where they're going. Final script treatment. These are these are scenes where they are lesser devils, pantsuited women, green uniformed soldiers, and the gnomes. Why don't we just put them all in the audience in the whatever fucking instrument dueling scene, they, and they're cheering? N- no, they they have to be villains. They're they're yeah, they're, they're villains, villains cheering on the devil against our protagonists so they're villains they're just minor villains they're 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 the boo urns department i don't know why our investor keeps Pant- winking at me when he says the gnomes does anyone else understand this anyway the gnomes Pant- are the bad guys pantsuited woman will be played by franca patenta can they be like green medieval uniforms um, like tabards i've got some pictures to show can they you be like napoleonic very, very specific what these uniforms are they've got uh, they've got stars on them let me tell you that all right so uh, oh, with- also, the Slavic deity that we want in the film, 
his name may or may not begin with P and end with T. Okay, so I'm going to put the Tears of Greed into the movie machine, which sounds like a balalakia. 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 That instrument. So, uh, surprisingly, this film has a hard time finding an audience. First off, America doesn't 100% seem interested in it. Sort of the weird editing throwing them off. Also, a majority of them had to look up what a balalakia is. So that didn't necessarily pull them in and just kind of really weird. China wasn't necessarily interested in either. They didn't really want to see a film about, well, not Russia's history. Folklore. Folklore. Okay. Yeah, this film's just like all over the place. It's trying to still stylistically kind of be like this old Western traveling thing. But then the gnomes and like the old lady scenes just come out of nowhere as if they were just shot at the last second and thrown in. And then you're just supposed to pretend they never happened. However, this film does get an audience in film schools, specifically like 200, 300 level classes of just teachers showing this thing and like what do you think it means class so you definitely (laughs) got that market cornered so uh, you have to subject an entire generation of film students to have to write a four-page report on your uh, film turns out that that doesn't make you a lot of money though so this film is a flop is it a flop by the standards of our on books budget or off the books budget so as far as the general public knows it's a flop whether or not it's financially quote, successful, is an internal discussion. That being said, you have each have two minutes to alter the tears of greed or just call it, quote, in italic art and leave it be. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I put a gnome de plume, if you will, on on this film, so it's not going to hurt my career. I, You know, whatever few filmmaker students would have like looked up my other works and i would have sold another 40 dvds i'm okay i got two suitcases full of cash one of which i bought a very modest beach house just south of malibu which means i have a great place to write and just be a freelance writer i'm doing all right i just got signed on to a netflix show about elephants who do kung fu I don't know if it's animated or something, but man, it's a regular writing gig. I, I got my WGA insurance. The house is paid for in cash and had a, enough cash left over to buy a, a almost new Prius. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Like I, I got a car to drive around LA that doesn't suck down gas. I got a nice house with a beachfront view that I can impress ladies when I bring them over and throw an occasional party. If a producer comes over, he, he thinks I might be some kind of big shot writer and I'll get some good work and I'm okay with it because I got paid and at the end of the day if, if the producer is laundering you know Russian mafia money or whatever I don't care because the movie's a piece of shit but my name's not on it I really don't care I got paid alright so with Kyle justifying the the message of the film Jacob you have two minutes if you want to do anything yeah so I have a house made out of money like not metaphorically speaking it's literally made out of money um, and I think I'm a prisoner here they figured out that I was trying to, you know, manipulate them a little bit by, like, pushing back just enough so they give me more money. And they have some sort of, like, concrete money, I guess. So it's, like, I can see the money in the walls, but it, it's very hard. I tried hitting it with a sledgehammer, and I can't break through. You know, and I've spent a lot of time on escape room building weird construction and stuff. And this is way, way more wild than anything I could have dreamed of. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit trapped, and... Uh, uh, I'm afraid for my life, so that's cool. But at least I have all this money, I guess. 
which I can't spend on anything because I am trapped in this concrete money house. I guess what I'm saying is if you guys could bring me like Tweedo Cheetos or Twinkies, something like an American oh, man. food. Oh, Tweedos, a Cheetos Twinkie. I think you just discovered marketing gold there, Tweedos. <sighs> I would love to capitalize on it, but I'm in money prison. Have a good life, guys. All right, so uh, Jacob, signing off from Ultimate Irony, is trapped in irony there. And so, Ian, did this whole thing pan out the way you wanted when you first got those envelopes? Well, I mean, my wants and needs are always secondary to the concerns of our very legitimate investors. I had a private investigator look into decrypting some certain emails that were on a server, and the results that I got were kind of astounding. It turns out that the server wasn't... I thought we were dealing with one group, but I'm not even sure these people were Russian at all. It's kind of... Now I'm just confused. If Are they playing a double game here? Was... Was this pro-Russian sentiment just a beard? I don't even know if they like balalaika music. I'm I'm at a loss. This is I may wonder the rest of my days who those strange trench-coated men were and what was with those strange red hats. I'm not sure I'll ever know. I need a minute to think about this, guys. At least I have these beautiful briefcases full of. Oh my God, they're empty! All right, so absolutely nothing changes. Except, to add to the irony, the greed of others who run to Jacob's concrete money house, desiring that sweet, sweet concrete currency, they just break it down and steal it all, so you're able to get freed by the very system you criticized. But other than that, uh, everything stays the same. This film is officially a terrible flop, but, you know, I'm not not saying anything else, you know, I'm saying anything Anyway, we are going to end, as always, with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. Throwing up all the butterflies in my stomach. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and good night, or good day, or good morning, I don't know.